0: everybody bob Stauffer joining you in the 630 chat studios this is Oilers now brought to you by digitex on this date eh, let's see if i can do the math in my head here 35 years ago today guns and roses released appetite for destruction there you have it. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, by our your next office network printer, from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Lots to get to. Yesterday we had Frank Saravelli on the show, uh, and one of the uh, big stories out there involved the status of Matthew Kachuk and the Calgary Flames. Uh, we'll get to some of Frank's comments on Kachuk and also whether or not there are uh, significant disadvantages now for Canadian markets in the National Hockey League. Also joining us uh, today from Calgary, Pat Steinberg from Sportsnet 960, hosts uh, pre and post for the Calgary Flames. Does an excellent job there. We'll get his thoughts on sort of how the combination of Johnny Goodrow and uh, Matthew Kachuk potentially leaving has uh, altered the course and direction of perhaps the, the plans for the Flames or what are the plans for the Flames? Meanwhile, the uh, Edmonton Oilers announced uh, about a week and a half ago that the Bakersfield Condors coaching staff had uh, been rounded out and uh, brought in a former American Hockey League head coach, a former WHL player, Keith McCambridge. Uh, he'll run the defense. He'll join us today at 12.35. Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media Personality George Larock at 105 and Jack Michaels, my one of my two broadcast partners. You're going to hear him on back to back days uh, here in 6:30. Chad Jack Michaels from Sportsnet. 6:30. Chad will join us today. Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network will join us tomorrow. So that's uh, kind of uh, uh, we're going to have four guests on back to back days here in the show. I do want to get to our top story. It is presented by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. The NHLPA has announced the arbitration dates, and uh, it's important because the there's a selection process that takes place and it allows the NHLPA P- to advance the cause of certain players. So here we'll go. Uh, the orders of course, have two pending RFAs that uh, do have arbitration rights. And uh, th- th- those individuals um, are Yesapul Yarvi and Kyler Yamamoto. And we will tell you that Yesapul Yarvi will be the second player to potentially see a arbitrator. Now, what ends up incurring uh, a large component of decisions often has to do with points per game. Uh, There's some advanced analytics, depending upon who the arbitrator is, that gets factored in. But Paul Yarvey is the first high-profile player to go, uh, and he will go July 29th. So I guess, in theory, there's an outside chance uh, you can see Paul Yarvey gets signed to a a short-term deal there's an outside chance you can see him moved uh, before then, and who knows? Uh, maybe the Oilers just live with what the arbitrator comes in at uh, with, yes, the polyarve, there's one or two-year options that could be potentially there. The other thing is, uh, you can't walk away from an arbitrator's decision if the number is uh, below $4.3 million, which in Paul Yarvey's case, it will be. Connor Yamamoto, meanwhile, uh, his arbitration case will be heard on August the 7th. Now, it is my belief that that could be resolved before then. I could foresee a scenario, maybe even on a two- or three-year term, where something could get done with Connor Yamamoto between now and August the 7th. Today, as an example, the Pittsburgh Penguins re-upped Kasperi Kapanen, a player they gave up a first-round draft choice for. Uh, They actually sent him to the Toronto Maple Leafs a number of years ago for Phil Kessel, and then they reacquired him uh, for a first-round pick, which, ironically enough, that pick is Toronto's only first-round pick in the last four years that they've actually had. So uh, Toronto didn't have their own pick in 2020. They took uh, Rodion Amarov. Uh, in 2020, and that was the pick that was acquired when they traded Kasperi Kapanen back to Pittsburgh. But the Penguins have extended him on a short-term deal. So Isaac Lundstrom from Anaheim goes on July 27th. Yes, so pull the of the Oilers on July 29th. Kapanen was slated to go July 30th. Matthew Phillips, who's kind of been a career minor leaguer, might get an opportunity now with the Flames. He's going to go July 30th. Matthew Joseph... Acquired in the Nick Paul trade by the Ottawa Senators. His arm case will go August the 1st, as will Stephen Lorenz. Um, and then on August the 2nd, Yakov Trennan of the National Predators. He's the guy that uh, has fought uh, in Chara a couple times sort of a double-digit goal score. Jesper Bratt, who's got high-end offensive instincts from the New Jersey Devils, he goes on the third. Andrew Magiapani represented by Edmonton's Rich Winter, goes August the 5th. Miles Wood, a player I love, but a player that's coming over significant uh, core injuries over the last couple seasons, he goes August the 7th, on, or August 6th. The aforementioned Yamamoto slated to go August 7th. Former Oiler Ethan Baer, Of Carolina, he's uh, set to see the arbitrator on August the 8th. Lawson Krause of Arizona went from a four-goal season to a 20-goal season. Uh, He's going to, uh, in theory, could end up going to arbitration, as would Zach McEwen, a fourth-line enforcer who may be without a job as the Philadelphia Flyers picked up Nicholas Delorier. Uh... Oh, that's on August 8th. August 9th, Maxime LeJoy is in the Hurricanes organization. Keegan Colser, a hard-nosed third-line player for Vegas. Oliver Shillington has arbitration rights. Uh, they both are slated to go on August 10th. And then Mason Appleton of Winnipeg. Morgan Geeky of Seattle. Uh, Tice Thompson of New Jersey. Pavel Zaka now of the Boston Bruins. Jake Wallman of Detroit. And, oh, yeah, Matthew Kachuk on the last day of arbitration on August 11th. Is he traded before then? My guess is he could be. We'll have to see. So, that's uh, your top story. Again, the Oilers, Kyler Yamamoto, August the 7th, could see that one getting done. Don't know uh, whether or not it's feasible for something to happen with Pogliarvi before the 29th of July. Keith McCambridge, Pat Steinberg, George LaRock, George Michael, or Jack George Michaels. George Michael's sports machine used to be a, a Sunday night uh, fixture on NBC back. We'll talk that, uh, talk about that, Jack, coming up a little bit later on. You can reach us on the Rivercree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Saddle up for some great country at the River Cree with Steve Earle on August the 12th and Tim Hicks on September the 9th. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Flores text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Bob Stofford today with Derek Scott, Brendan S. Scott, helping us out as well. The show Twitter account is at OilersNow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stofford, and Brendan, at Brendan with two E's, S. Scott with two T's. As we head into the aforementioned Oilers Now Audio Vault. Presented daily for the last six seasons by Direct Workwear. Specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe, in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Uh, we're happy to have from Daily Face Off one of the most plugged in men in the business, Frank Ceravalli, on the show yesterday. He had these comments on Matthew Kachuk leaving the Calgary Flames.
1: There are a few inaccuracies, but the gist of it is correct in that Matthew Kachuk did notify the Flames recently, I believe last week is accurate that he does not intend to sign long term and the flames are now in this spot where they can't afford to see happen they've, they've seen this movie before with johnny gaudreau you can't have a player walk to unrestricted free agency to then bolt um, now you know ahead of time that the plan is not to re-sign long term and so when they decided to make the arbitration filing um, early this week, basically what that did was buy them some time. It took the offer sheet off the table and has now given them just a little bit of wiggle room and flexibility now to engage with some other teams. Uh, I think what has been slightly inaccurate is the list of teams that's been reported out there. I would say um, that, that Matthew Kachuk is willing to sign long-term with. Um, It's a small group, I would say, in the neighborhood of Four to five teams that he's basically notified the Flames. He doesn't have any sort of no trade protection or anything like that, but given what's at stake, given how expensive that next deal will be, given the assurances that any team would want uh, if they're going to be trading significant assets to get Matthew Kachuk, they want him for the next eight years. And um, it's it's not to give up a haul to then figure out what happens later with the contract. That needs to come in, in a short order. So um, that's what's on the table for Calgary. I can tell you that to this point, because of the contract uncertainty and and all that comes with it and how expensive it's going to be, there aren't a lot of teams that can just pony up at this exact moment in time and trade for Matthew Kachak. So, you know, there are teams that would need to move significant money. Um, like there are some that I think aren't even capable at this point of pulling off a trade and re-signing him now because they'd be exceeding their offseason cap space. So this is a delicate dance for Brad Tree living in the Calgary Flames. They know they need to get a significant return from for Matthew Kachuk, but at the same time, they're sort of hamstrung here at the moment by the parameters of the next contract.
0: That's Frank Cervelli joining us yesterday on Oilers Now. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 1217. Uh, Randy and Brooks says, Bob, isn't the Kachuk deal a movie we've seen with Brent Hull back in the day? My memory says it is so. Uh, yes and no. Brett Hall was moved in March of, oh, I'm thinking it was 88. Uh, Brett Hall was moved to the St. Louis Blues, but not because he demanded a trade. The Calgary Flames made a good deal. I mean, they ended up trading Brett Hall and a guy that used to just light the Edmonton Oilers up for fun. Steve Bozak. That guy, for you old schoolers, would remember. It didn't matter if he was in Calgary or L.A. He scored against the Edmonton Oilers. It always happened. Uh, the Flames, in the deal, got back two players that were part of their 1989 Stanley Cup championship team, Rob Ramage and Rick Wamsley. So that was a hockey trade. And now, Hull turned out to be a great goal scorer. He was nowhere near as established as Matthew Kachuk. Uh Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at twelve eighteen and Edmonton. It says Bob, Do you see any possible scenario that we can end up with Kachuk? I think he's the kind of producing grinder, in your face kind of player that we need. Kane fills the void in that regard a little bit, but it would be nice to see Kachuk in an Oilers sweater. No, there is the Oilers have no cap space. That deal makes no, if he doesn't want to play in Calgary, if he wants to go back to the states. Even with McDavid and Dry it, no, there's no way. Are you trolling me? Is that what's going on right now? You're having, there's not a chance uh, that's going to happen. Uh, Bob reports Are the Kachakas turning down 11 million AAV for eight years and the captaincy? I have not seen that yet, but we'll ask uh, Pat Steinberg about that. It has to be asked what's happening within the Flames organization. This reminds me of the decade of darkness and uh, revamp management and house cleaning that was needed. All right, Uh, this is different. Their two-star players were American, Johnny Goodrow and Matthew Kachuk. The players get to pick and choose where they go. It has been increased. Family matters for people out there. Every one of you knows us. Family matters. Okay, and Johnny Goodrow wrote an excellent piece uh, on the on the Players Tribune and discussed how difficult the decision was. Kachuk has been upfront with it. They're American guys and they want to play in the states, and it's tough for family members to uh, fly, you know, halfway across the continent. And now it's become increasingly challenging. And let's just say there's a certain mindset of a lot of Americans out there as to freedom and what freedom is and not every Canadian necessarily sees things the same and that's fine you can you can have different perspectives of that but understand like family works to advantages too. Ryan Nugent Hopkins family mattered Uh, people that were important to Ryan Nugent Hopkins were from around here it played a factor in Nugent Hopkins frankly Probably given the orders, he got an eight-year term. He got $5.125 million. It worked out. But at the end of the day, it partially happens because family matters. Now, do you think maybe you have to focus it, maybe you have to shop a little bit more or fish where you know that you can get long-term commitment from guys? Yeah. Because in, in fairness to Calgary, they had a pretty good team, and it looks like it's going to be disbanded. So we'll talk about this more coming up. But speaking of the advantages or disadvantages of Canadian marketplaces, Frank Valley and the order is now Audio Vault.
1: It depends on each individual circumstance. Like I truly believe at the end of the day, and we're a long way off from seeing this happen, so don't hold me to it. Like I believe Austin Matthews is a Toronto Maple Leaf for life. I think he's loved every facet of Me his too. life in Toronto. I think I think he's you know crushed it both on and off the ice. Um, you know, with all the attention that comes with being the star of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think he's handled everything so well um, that I could see him staying there forever. I think the rumblings have been out there about JT Miller for a long time uh, that he would potentially like to, you know, if if he had his choice, come to the U S come back being an Ohio born kid um, just outside of Pittsburgh. And his agent was out there today uh, saying on radio, look, look, Uh, the door is open for an extension with the Vancouver Canucks, and of course it is. Like He he has enjoyed his time in in Vancouver and has done everything the Canucks have asked him to do. Um, But at the same time, they haven't come close. They're not even in the neighborhood of of what the Miller camp would consider an an acceptable uh, extension to even negotiate on, based on what's been presented. JT Miller will be 31 by the end of year one of his next contract, and so turn is a significant hurdle for the Canucks moving forward as they look at their long term cap picture. Um, Matthew Kachuk is in a little bit of a different spot. Like, I think reading Johnny Gaudreau's piece in the Players Tribune today, you could understand and sympathize with the spot that he was in after his dad's heart attack, um, you know, meeting his wife and, and now having a baby on the way, wanting to be closer to home. You know, I would argue 500 miles away in Columbus is still you know, a somewhat sizable uh travel hurdle. Um and it's still a little bit surprising to me where he ended up at the end of the day. But Matthew Kachuk, to my knowledge, told the Calgary Flames quite specifically there's no, you know, family thing at play. That, you know, he wants to play in the US. That's that's what the message was to the Calgary Flames. And that's really difficult to compete with. I think at the end of the day they're they're left yep. here sitting Saying what, what, where do we go wrong? You know, we went all in at the deadline last year. The pieces that they traded for, the the future prospects and picks that they gave up, um, they they really went hard after it, and they fell apart in the battle of Alberta in a, in a five game series. That I'm now left sitting here, Bob, saying like. I hope that's not it for the Battle of Alberta for a while because it was really just getting going again and you need two teams to tango. I don't know where the Flames go next and how they can possibly reboot on the fly like this. It's going to be very difficult to lose two 100-point players, 100%. two play drivers. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. All right, that's Frank
0: Valley again. Pat Steinberg will give us uh, the perspective as to how the fans in Calgary are dealing with things. Let's go to a quick text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey, Bob, uh, with Nicholas Backstrom going on LTIR and possibly having to retire, do you think the Capitals might take a run at Kachuk so they have their younger Dale Hunter? Uh, not this year, but they're definitely going to be active in the future, and I'm going to tell you why. They have got a ton of money coming off the books. Connor Brown, they picked him up. He's a UFA at the end of the year. He's a $3.6 million cap hit. Eller's done at the end of this year. He's a $3.5 million cap hit. Uh, They have Hathaway and Connor Shuri at a million and a half bucks each. They're UFAs. On defense, Dmitry Orlov, who's an underrated defenseman, uh, they'll probably want to re sign him at 5.1 cap hit. He's a UFA. Nicholas Jensen at 2.5. He's a UFA. So just off the top of my head, that is 7.1. 10.1, 15.2, 17.7, 10.1, 15.2, 17.7, and uh, oh, by the way, Carl Hagelin comes off the books as well. It's another 2.75. That's $20 million of UFA excluding Backstrom's 9.2 million. They're going to be significant players next summer in free agency. 12.25, and they already got Darcy Kemper this summer. Uh, 12.25 at Edmonton. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. 1227 in Edmonton. We head into NHL today. It is presented daily by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, Drew Shamelhorn, and his staff at Elite Edmonton-owned and operated. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. All right. We mentioned Kasperi Kapanen. He avoids going to arbitration. The Pittsburgh Penguins have signed him to a two-year extension at $3.2 million. Uh, Because there was a pending RFA case, this would allow Pittsburgh to enter into a buyout window. They are currently above the cap, and that could end up transpiring for one of their defensemen, maybe Marcus Pedersen. Another player that got uh, signed today to a two-year deal, a $4 million cap hit, Uh, former Carolina Hurricane Nino Niederreiter has signed with the Nashville Predators. Again, two years, $4 million AAV. Nothing on Nazem Kadri, Nothing on John Klingberg. Nothing on Phil Castle. Nothing on P.K. Subban either. Interesting. All right, uh, 1228, Edmonton will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. Keith McCambridge, a longtime um, minor league coach and a guy that played in the Western Hockey League. Uh, he is the new Bakersfield Condors assistant coach. He'll join us at 1235 in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon.